What up, y'all? Welcome to Full Court Fresh, where we bring you the updates on all things NBA-related. Today is February 20th, 2022, and we are your hosts, Nico Del Rey and Jules Cruz. What's up, guys? I'm Jules Cruz. You can find me at Jules E. Cruz on Twitter, Instagram, Kumu. And what's up, guys? I'm Nico Del Rey. You can find me at Nico underscore Del underscore Rey, Twitter, Instagram, all the above. And yeah, let's get into our news because there's a lot that happened this weekend involving the All-Star game, All-Star weekend specifically. We had some comments from LeBron that were alarming to a lot of Lakers fans and also like triggering, I think, to every team he's ever been on because I think... If you've been on that side of LeBron where he's trying to get out of a team, you just feel really stressed out all the time. He said this past week that he is not closing the door and returning to Cleveland potentially in the future. And he also said that he's just going to go wherever Bronny goes for his final year. How do you feel about that? Yeah, and that's why I think the door is not closed in the event Bronny ends up in Cleveland. He's just covering his bases, you know, because he even says he'll take a pay cut. He'll do whatever it takes to play with Bronny for his LeBron's last season, most likely, and then Bronny's first season. So I think he's just saying that, like, in case he goes to Cleveland, I'm there, you know? Yeah, it's just, like, kind of a weird thing because I think people were speculating, oh, Cleveland looks really good this year, so maybe that's what it is, you know? And I feel weird because I think it's a move. Clearly, he knows what he's doing in terms of how the media reacts to his comments and, you know, the way they're going to overreact to everything. And I think that him saying that is almost his way of guaranteeing that uh, his son gets drafted. And in a way, it's like, do you not trust him on his own to to make it to the league and all? Do you need to give that push? Like, I, I just feel like it's a little weird to make a comment like that. I, I know it's like this is your son, you want to support him, but it feels like if you're trying to get him to do his own thing and like, and carve his own path through his career, is like a little bit of a weird way to start, in my opinion. I think that and a little bit of the showbiz side, like LeBron understands that very well. Lavar Ball understands that very well, and getting your son to be because there's an incentive if you're a number one pick, you know, you get more money. So it's like, oh. Let's get Bronny the number one pick somehow. And like, if this is the incentive to draft him, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give my son the best chances. And as far as I know, I've seen Bronny highlights and like people have been talking about him. He has a bunch of followers on Instagram already. Like it doesn't even like, you know, he just kind of plays a role on his team, but he has not been getting the projections of like being a top you know, lottery pick or anything like that. So it feels like maybe he's aware of that. Maybe he needs that extra push. I'm not sure. Yeah. Showbiz. Showbiz. Exactly what it is. Showbiz, baby. Speaking of showbiz, the dunk contest, did you like it? Did you have fun? Did you see the highlights and stuff? Are they called highlights? <laughs> what do you call those? Like, <laughs> like you know, we were at a show together. We had a performance, so we didn't get to actually go watch the entire thing. But I, I did go to YouTube to try to check them out. And there's maybe one, two good dunks out of the entire thing. And that's that's like them cutting out all the awkward footage that I heard was there. I heard that. Like they missed a million dunks and everyone had, I saw that clip of Jabbar leaving because it was so uncomfortable to stay there. He just got so bored. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't mind Opie. Like, I think it's cool that he won. But yeah, I saw the other dunks too. And I was like, uh, there's definitely a lackluster in the dunk contest after that uh, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine battle. Definitely. And, you know, people are thinking about ways to like change it up or whatever. And I haven't heard anything very convincing. Like, I don't think this will really change. I mean, like, obviously, if you raise the um, the prize money, that seems like a good way to get people involved. Easy, simple way. But also, I think there's just a lot of flaws with the way that it runs. Like, just letting everyone kind of miss a million dunks and have like everyone have to watch them is really uncomfortable. Like, I kind of liked when they had a limit, like time limit. Um, or they had, like, I think it was like a three-dunk. Attempt. Yeah, three-attempt limit. 
something like that. I don't know. It's just really, it's really sad to watch people fail. And it's like, did you also see the skills challenge when they they're doing like the rising, the, the rising, rising skills? Stars, yes, yeah, rising stars skill challenge, and you just have to watch them miss six flips in a row. I was like, I this is so weird to do, and it feels like the dunk contest is that prolonged. Yeah, that, that's also my argument against Scotty Barnes. That dude was under the rim and he missed it over and over and over, bro. I was like, you were the favorite, dog. Like, that's not good. Um, but yeah, in terms of the dunk contest, it's just, I, I've heard of the one-on-one thing and you play for charity. I would love to see that. I would, I would love to see one-on-ones just going at it, you know? And then the second one was John Morant interview. He's like, yeah, tell me, tell me it's a million dollars. I'll do it. And it's like, you want to see Ja. You want to see bridges. You want to see like these big dunkers, but they're not doing it one for injury, two just the idea of the dunk contest leaves like a bad taste in your mouth when the, you say it. The prize money is surprisingly low. I saw that last year's was forty thousand, I think. And for you know, these NBA players, what's the real incentive to be doing that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we all want to see it because I remember I grew up in the Vince Carter era. You know, we saw them. We saw that how big that was, mm-hmm. and we just want that feeling again. Mm-hmm. What happened? All right, moving on. Um, also, this the the Warriors. They're making a little splash before the All Star Week. Um, they went eleven and one the past twelve games. Uh, I think my question: We brought up Kaminga. We brought up other players. Like are all the Warriors, just fire all cylinders, or is it just Steph? Even Steph had a slump. Like who is it? Coaching or is it a fantasy goldmine? I feel like there are uh, the obvious ones you have to keep in your lineup all the time: Clay, Steph, and Draymond. And then after that, it, it, I can't really tell who's going to be the starter. Jordan Poole, he's scoring, but it's hard to say fantasy if he's a pickup just because he's not really offering you uh, much else except for scoring. If you need scoring, he's great. He's averaging, I think, what, 15, 16, something like that. Kaminga is averaging a little less points, but then he'll give you steals and blocks. Mm-hmm. And he's getting minutes now too, so it's really cool to see him because I think that's someone you can also have in your lap. You need some extra categories. But who else? Like Damian Lee. Has been he's been solid too, getting three pointers. So they offer a little bit of everything, which like I think that just makes them so good. What's Draymond's timetable right now? I think it's still another week. It's still, but it's always another week. Yeah. It, every time you check in with them, it's always another week. Yeah, and it's like I think since they are doing a little better now, kind of finding their rhythm again, they mm-hmm. can they can like have a little more leeway to let him rest and chill. All right, moving on to some of the bigger news, but also uh, lines with our injuries. Um, two of the biggest injuries that happened this past week, um, Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Lakers, out four weeks, midfoot sprain. Um, I personally have no Laker that I would take to replace him. Like You can get those numbers from a Shangoon. You can get them from uh, Jackson Hayes. But do you think there are any Lakers worth picking up in uh, 80s absence? Not in terms of his role. They're not going to get any production, I think, but... There are going to be people who take up some some of his scoring that are going to have to. Like, obviously, Malik Monk has been doing that already, but even a bigger role. Um, I have THT also stepping up a bit. But as in terms of his impact, nah, it's, uh, they're just going to have to <laughs> figure it out. LeBron probably, honestly. <laughs> we had another issue with Chris Paul announcing that he was actually going to be out for six to eight weeks with his thumb injury. And it looks like... That puts his timetable, I think, the beginning of playoffs, maybe? Sounds like maybe he'll come back just before the first round, which is, um, you know, it's interesting to see. I don't know what they're going to do about that. Yeah, to clarify, first round of NBA playoffs, but he will be sidelined for the fantasy playoffs. 
So he won't be there for that. I actually looked it up because I didn't know what an avulsion was. And an avulsion fracture occurs when a small chunk of bone attached to a tendon or ligament gets pulled away from the main part of the bone. So the bone broke off, but with a ligament side. So I, I like think that's that. a little better because it's not a uh, ligament. You I know? just want to hear about it. Yeah, but that's crazy. I've never heard of I was like, what's an avulsion? So I just I looked it up. That was pretty cool. So yeah, he's out. AD's out. And... Just for the time being for this week, Donovan Mitchell is out with a respiratory illness. He missed the All-Star game because of it, too. Be back on the 25th. All right. Going up to the pick-me-up section. These are the top three that we think are rosterable um, for the week. Uh, Jules, you want to kick it off with your first pick? I do. Just to clarify, are we doing a bet this week with our picks? Uh, we are. We definitely are. We're always going to do a bet. Um, for those of you watching on the stream, it's going to be the Paquito Hot Chip Challenge. Yes, indeed. And we're going to do it. Uh, so the top pick of our of our fantasy picks today will be the ones we're going with. Head to head. Head to head. So whoever wins that does not have to do the challenge. So with my first pick, I'm going to go with Patrick Beverly. I thought that he's just someone who's solid right now. If you need him, if you need someone to just fill out the stat sheet for you, 12 points, 1.5 blocks, two steals, and boards and assists in his last four games. He's just someone you should keep rostered because I think he just gives you all those categories. Awesome. With my first pick, I'm going uh, Cam Thomas. He posted a line, uh, averages of 20 points, four boards, three assists, 1.73 point made. He's shooting 46% from the field. And over the past month, he's had seven 20 point or more games. So, And one of those was a 30 point game. So he's obviously worth um, a look at. Well, my next pick, I went with Taylor Horton Tucker, as I mentioned earlier. He had a bit of a rough game against Utah, only had three points, but he still had four blocks and some assists as well. But before that, he was averaging 15.5 points, five assists, four rebounds, and one and a half steals in his last couple of games. And I think with AD out, someone's going to have to just start taking over, and I think it'll be Taylor Horton Tucker. Hopefully that he's able to find a little bit of a streak because he's been kind of inconsistent, but maybe with more time, he'll be able to. Awesome. My next pick, uh, Sneaky Guy. He is ranked 72 over the past uh, two weeks of the month. Um, he's averaging 12.9 points, 4.3 rebounds, one assist, steal, and block all across the board. I'm talking about Jaden McDaniels. He's also giving you 1.6 three-point made. Um, he's shooting above 50% from the field and 80 from the line. So that's solid. I like him a lot because he's only 41% rostered. So that means one out of every three leagues has him. So... Odds are two, two of you would have it. My last guy is Maxi Kleba. Kleba. He's 4.5% rostered on ESPN. Um, I think just because, you know, they had KP for a while and then people weren't sure if they should be signing him or not. But now that KP is gone, signed Maxi Kleba is 19.5 points, five boards, one, uh, one steal in his last two games, including one five-block game. So it looks like he's going to be um, Luca's guy for now. Roll with him, and you should be able to get some points and blocks. Uh, my last pick, I'm going to go with Jackson Hayes. Mentioned him earlier. Maybe I'm biased because I have him in most of my leagues, but he is killing it. Uh, he's top 100 in the past month. He's averaging 13 points, 5.1 rebounds, and almost one assist, steal, and block. On averages, he's shooting 74% from the field, gnarly, and then 81% from the free throw. So that's really good for a big man. His minutes are going up, and any game he is playing 25 or more minutes, he's getting about 5 to 7 rebounds, so that's flirting with a double-double. So I really like Jackson Hayes. Um, but overall, you're going Pat Bev as your... No. Okay, okay. No. I'm going with, for our head-to-head -head pick, I'm choosing Maxi Kleba. 
this week. Maxi Kleva. I think that he's been solid and just a dark horse, low roster. I'm trusting him. All right, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the big guns. I'm gonna stick with who I. It doesn't feel like that. I can just feel how spicy that chicken was. Spicy. <laughs> that chicken was so spicy. I'm scared about this chip. Um, all right. All right. All right. Let's go with numbers. I really like numbers. I'm going to go with uh, J.D. McDaniels. Okay. He seems like a solid assault. So that's our head-to-head. Um, whoever finishes off the week with a better season average, Monday, the winner's cashing in. Yes. Awesome, cool. So we each have an honorable mention. These are dudes that we would like to give a flyer to, not necessarily where you plant your flag on. Um, my first pick was Joe Harris. I had him last year. He's just a solid dude. He's supposed to be coming back after All-Star Week, supposedly. So if you need a three-point streamer, uh, he's the guy to do it. I think this year he was averaging 2.9 three-point made. Last year, he had a pretty career year. No, he's averaging a little over 3.1. So if he can return to form to that, he'd be a great asset on a Nets team that's hurting. I think his return is lined up right with KD. And if you have KD out there, it's just going to open up so many shots for him, too. Um, Avdia has been getting a lot of minutes lately, so I have him as my honorable mention. 30-plus minutes a game, averaging 13 points, uh, one to two steals, a block, and some rebounds. He had a 15-rebound game against Detroit this past week. And I think that if they keep giving him time, he's someone who you should look out for. No, but I'm impressed that you said his name correctly. I don't even know if that's how it is, but I'm like, dude, do you research this? Avdia? Avdija? Avdija. Solid, dude. All right, cool. I love that. My favorite player. Um, not too many drops this week. All-Star gave a lot of rest to a lot of players. It, the only notable ones would be Chris Paul, probably, just because six to eight weeks puts him out of any fantasy relevance. Yeah, and I had maybe Grayson Allen as your drop. He had a good stretch, but his injury, he just had, I think it was a hip injury or a knee injury. I forget. Sorry, I forget, but... He's going to be out for a little bit here, and I think that they just signed, like they just traded for a surge, and they're just changing up the roster a little bit. So I don't think he's going to get as much time as he did at the beginning of the season. So maybe he's a drop. Awesome. To round it out, as we are planning our lineups for the waiver and who will get more time and less time, All-Star Weekend really affected that. So strength of schedule, most teams are actually only playing two or three games on this back end. Um, They're going to get a rest all the way until Wednesday and then finish out the week, each playing two to three. So there's no advantage of one team over the other. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, that's the end of our fantasy portion, but I do want to listen to the Macy Gray performance. As this is our favorite time of the year is to... Listen to the All-Star Game, National Anthem, and judge it. Ever since the Fergie one came out, this has been just a national tradition for us. Uh, let's, let's check it out. Singer, songwriter, and a Grammy Award winner from Canton, Ohio. Macy oh, she's Clay. from Canton. She is from Canton, which is cool that she's there. She, this, is, this look is inspired by something, and I'm trying to put my finger out. I can't tell. This? Yeah. Um, when I first moved into my house in Diamond, that's what the towels look like on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's marking, like she's not really... <laughs> Giving it her all, but this is just her style, right? That's her style. Okay. Also, this looks like this guy just maybe learned guitar, like, <laughs> to, like practice. Hey. Like, look at these chords. Mm-hmm. 
That's the part that everyone's talking about is because LeBron, like, I already think it's funny, but I think, like, no one else does. So he's, like, not sure if he's allowed to laugh or not to make a moan out of it. <laughs> like, Bill, it seems like if you show a comedian that you're trying to make people laugh, right? Like, that's what the vibe is to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also very uh, befitting with this All Star game to have that. So I think it's not as funny because the whole All Star weekend has been not funny. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were just in Cleveland, so I it, it is dry. <sighs> it is tough to sing up there, so you know, just a little bit hoarse. But I also just think that's Macy Gray's whole career singing was. That's, and I get it. If you grow up out there, all the. You can't end the song with that you guitar. This guy just learned. Yeah. Kill it. That was great. Yeah. I like I did I dig yeah. it. I dig it. What's your, what's your rating for the for the Star Sound Banner this year? Wait. I give it a I don't want to give it a D Wade six, but I want to give it a D Wade six. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's unfair. I'm comparing it to Mickey Guyton's, and I actually liked hers. Like hers, yeah, okay. hers, hers is a little yeah. more stylistic and yeah. like a little more on par. But I like Mickey Guyton's. I'm gonna give it a six based on the guitarist mostly. Awesome. Next year though, we'll see. Next year, Philharmonic All Star Weekend. You know, we'll make it happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us this week on our podcast, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning into our stream. Make sure you check out our podcast on all streaming services, Spotify, iTunes, all the above, and make sure you don't miss us on Kumu Sundays, 7 p.m. We'll catch you guys there.